Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening Rush Nation? We're back. It's Monday night or afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And uh, free agent frenzy has begun. Legal tampering is open. And I'd like to say it's gone off, Murph, but it's not gone off quite possibly how we imagined. No, I, it, it, I mean, it, it has. I mean, like Rich and I were on earlier. Hopefully you've listened to that podcast to get yourself ready for, for this one. And, you know, we, we did sort of say we expected it to be maybe a, a slow and steady start. And it's fair to say that nearly three hours in, that that is uh, kind of where we're at. Or we're coming up to the three-hour mark as we're, we're talking now. But there have been some significant deals that have been done. And there's definitely some... Uh, talks of uh, rumors and trades potentially going around as well. So, but they are at this stage just rumors. So, it'd be interesting to see what happens whilst we're live on air. This is kind of one of the most fun podcasts of the year because the show notes are pretty short. We've got <laughs> some things to talk about, but just chaos could it could ensue, which uh, should be good fun as we uh, as we go through this period. Yeah, I mean we. We sort of planned this a little while ago, obviously, with free agency coming right now, and we sort of maybe forgot that legal tampering began at the beginning of the week. So we were planning for Wednesday and then thought, actually, Murph quite rightly pointed out that legal tampering starts on Monday. So we got we got to where we are now. 
And I suppose we should just run through some of the deals that have already happened. And hopefully something exciting happens whilst we are live on, not Periscope. Is it Periscope or is that now dead? It's about to go. I mean, it's technically Periscope, so. Oh, and YouTube. We are live on YouTube as well. So, yeah, hopefully something exciting. And if you're listening on the pod, then uh, we'll fill you in anything that happens whilst we're here and then maybe maybe help your information as we go along. So we'll start at the beginning. Is it the beginning of the alphabet? Arizona? Arizona is definitely up there. They're bringing back punter Andy Lee to a one-year deal. And they're also bringing back pass rusher Marcus Golden on a two-year, $9 million deal. Anything to take away from those two to start, Murph? I mean, a punter's a punter. <laughs> no, just... But, you know, Andy Lee, punter, like, He's a veteran. Good luck to him. I mean, it, it is what it is. At least he's got uh, a job. Um, Marcus Golden, uh, yeah, so interesting one because he was originally uh, with the Cardinals. I think he went to New York and then Arizona traded back for him. So it would have been a surprise to, um, for him to have gone. So they did get this one done uh, very early just after – legal tampering uh, began. So, um, yeah, make makes sense. You know, there's some good pass rushers in this class of free agents. Um, and it wasn't a big surprise to me, given how important they are to sort of see three get re-signed back with their teams within the first sort of 30 minutes of the tampering period opening. Yeah. I, I, with regards to stuff that is rumour-wise, is there anything that, you've seen rumor-wise before we get to the rest of it that you think, oh, that would be good for free agency or that's a terrible move. So just just actually had some breaking news while we're talking about pass rushes that the Patriots are actually finalizing a deal or they have finalized the deal for Matt Judon. So the Patriots have gone big in free agency um, and Matt Judon is going to be a Patriot, which is a fantastic signing contract is at this stage, but... Um, he was one of the best pass rushers on the board. So um, a big, big signing for the Patriots. Um, back to rumor-wise, um, I would say there's talk of, and I, this hasn't been verified anywhere majorly significant, but it's definitely making the rounds on Twitter that uh, DJ Chark is potentially going to the Ravens with picks for Orlando Brown, well, which would be... be a very interesting trade if that goes down and uh, a proper, proper potential win-win for each party. It depends on what picks go in, of course. Yeah, that'd be big time for Lamar as well, finally getting himself a receiver that's capable, especially on the outside of somebody's size and stature like DJ is. I, we, we talked about the Patriots. They've signed tight end Jonu Smith. So cue the fantasy well going bananas for Jono Smith in drafts coming up. He's signed to a four year, $50 million, $31.25 million guaranteed. So Jono Smith was with the Titans last year. Uh, but since Gronkowski at New England, the most tight end receiving yards in a season was Ryan Izzo with 199 yards. So make of that what you will, Rush Nation. But Jono Smith, great for him money wise, probably not great fantasy wise. No, I mean, everyone's going to go nuts and overprice Jonu Smith. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a put in the dock here that, you know, Patriots tight ends have not had yard. And, and people go, oh, well, you know, Ryan Izzo, who's that? And, and exactly that. And they haven't had great talent at that position. But you've got Cam Newton, 
um, there. They might go and get somebody else uh, in free agency or in the draft, um, but uh, I'm not excited for... I, I would have preferred Johnny, Johnny Smith to have landed somewhere else. Um, and he's someone that, you know, I wouldn't invest any more draft capital than I would have done prior to this news anyway. Mm. I just think he's someone that is not worth a significant investment. If he's still there in the 12th, 13th round, yeah, I, I mean, why not? I mean, he's as good as any other name you're going to get there, but I wouldn't be excited to to be drafting John O. Smith, and I certainly wouldn't be expecting him to be anywhere in the top six or seven tight ends of the position. On the flip side of that, then, if you do own him in Dynasty, it's not a terrible idea to try and sell him right now as a sell-high candidate with what people are expecting from the, the sort of quote-unquote New England Patriots tight end. Yeah, I, I definitely would be trying to flip him. It, again, you know, shouldn't be getting um, hype, but people will value him and I'd be trying to trade him to a Patriots fan who will be very excited by that move <laughs> and try and extract that. So Detroit are bringing back past Russia, Romeo Aquara uh, for three, three years, $390 million. So that's, uh, that's good. In the opposite side of the ball to Jared Goff. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, he, he was sneaky good last year, career high 10 sacks. Um, he, he played pretty well last season. Um, and I think there were a few teams that were looking at him and he got signed within the first 30 minutes of, of the tampering period. So, um, I think Detroit have done pretty well to, to bring him back. That deal was probably already done, right? And they were just waiting for the uh, legal time to, be able to um, I don't think so. I think, I think it was like pretty close and maybe they were ratifying it. I don't know, but, um, it didn't get sort of texted out by the agent and that's kind of the first sign it's done until just after midday so um he clearly wouldn't have talked to anybody else so um they'll be happy to to have him back in the building and hope he can improve on last season for sure fire the cannons big man Shaq barrett is returning i should say staying at tampa bay signed a four-year 72 million dollar deal with 36 mil guaranteed yeah i mean this was a this was a massive deal um Biggest one of the day so far in terms of the player and the contract size. I mean, he is he was number two on NFL.com's top 101 free agents, uh, Super Bowl winner. Um, it looks likely this deal was going to get done. Um, Shaq Barrett two years ago played on a prove-it year of um, one-year $4 million deal when he signed from uh, the Broncos. And then he was put on the tag last year. And he refused to discuss any deal until the tag was placed on someone else. That was placed on Godwin. Talk started to happen. Um, People might be starting to wonder how the Buccaneers are affording to do all of this. His cap number next year for the 2021 year is 5.6 million. So there's a lot of money pushed into future years. But for a player like Shaq Barrett, who over the last two years has done a, a, a really great job, um, I, I think this is a win-win for all sides. Premier pass rusher in in the free agency period, um, coming off the Super Bowl win, you're bringing the back back together, and for him he gets security. You know, for the last two years he's he's rented a home because he's he's not been on a long-term contract, and now he can finally give his family that support. So uh, I think all parties will be very very happy here, and I've got no doubt if he went into free agency, he probably would have got more money. So I think there's a little bit of a discount there, but. Uh, the Buccaneers made sure that he didn't talk to any other team and, and he remains on the roster, which is great news for, for everybody. 
Carolina, this one's taken some flack in the group chat of our staff members. Carolina has signed or have signed offensive lineman Pat Elfin to a three-year, $13.5 million, $6 million guaranteed. Uh, Elfin was with the Jets and I mean, Tom and uh, Rich have both sort of said how bad of a deal this is. Yeah, like, terrible player. Um, I say terrible. <laughs> it's, it's harsh. He's a backup. He's a backup um, guard on starter money. I, I'm not infused by this signing um, in the slightest. I don't think anyone is. I don't even think Carolina fans will be infused by this. Um, I, it'd be interesting to see where the guaranteed money sits. Hopefully it's not tied in for too long, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be that excited to be uh, having him on my team, basically, <laughs> um, to put it <laughs> bluntly. Um, it's not the kind of news that you would be getting out of your seat for. So, yeah, I think... Um, Going back to New England, they've signed nose tackle Davon. Oh, this is a tricky one. Uh, Godshow? Yeah, or Godshoe. Yeah. Godshoe, yeah, like the bar. Godshow. I mean, this is... Send him in on a postcard, Rush Nation. Uh, Davon, postcard, insert name here, to a two-year, $16 million deal. Nine of that is guaranteed. He was with the Dolphins. Lee, is that actually his name? Godchow? Yeah, Devon, Devon Godchow. If you are watching on the video, apologies, you can't hear Lee, but he did just confirm that that was uh, Davon Godchow. So don't worry about the postcards. This this the deal that I suppose just Patriots spending money, right? Yeah, I think it's good business. There's a big position in need, um, defensive tackle. It's not um, a big risk. I thought he play, he's played reasonably well um, since with the Dolphins. I think it's I think it's a sensible move. And, and it's also taking off a division rival. Um, I, I'm not sure, and Lee probably knows better than me, whether there were any desires to bring him back. I would have been surprised if there wasn't at least a conversation to bring him back, given that there is cap space. Um but yeah, I think on the whole, I think it's a it's a good move um, for the Patriots. It's a big position to need. Probably one of the top two or three nose tackles in free agency. So uh, yeah, I like it. I think it's a it's a good move. Um, speaking of defensive tackles, we actually just have um, a huge uh, contract for a defensive tackle come off the board. Um, and the Jaguars have agreed to sign former Bears defensive tackle Roy Robertson Harris on a three-year $24.4 million deal with $14 million in guarantees. So Urban Meyer is clearly setting his sights on getting both his offensive and defensive line sorted before the draft, or he's definitely at least signaling that he's going to be making some moves to get these lines sorted and not a bad place to buy and it's a it's a it's a big amount of money for a DT, but it's not silly silly money. I think it's it's pretty pretty shrewd business from the Jags there, and for the first uh, signing in the Urban Meyer uh, era, should we say? I you know it could have been a lot worse. I think it's uh, good bit <laughs> of business. I thought you were going to go with regime there, but uh, we will. Uh... Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and keep those uh, <laughs> kind of verbiage uh, off when I'm talking about Urban Meyer. We'll go back to Carolina. They've signed another offensive tackle. Cam Irving has joined the Panthers. Two years, $10 million, eight 
million guaranteed. Although you've left the eight million, so is that eight dollars guaranteed? Has you signed yeah, a real bigger? No, no, I know, I'm joking. Um, yeah, ten million, eight million guaranteed. The Panthers shoring up with the offensive line, somewhat possibly, maybe, who knows? I mean, former former Dolphins spent last year with the Cowboys again. I'm not looking at Cam Irving as a starting quality uh, tackle. Um, don't think he was particularly great in Miami. think he was even worse in Dallas, not coming off um, productive period. So I'm, I'm a bit head-scratching as to what Carolina are doing right now with their lines, um, especially the offensive line signing uh, the guys that they have done. You know, they freed up this cap space. They, they got rid of a lot of guys. If I was Carolina fans right now, I'd, I'd be really panicking a little bit. Not it's a, it's very early, you know. They can make a lot of moves, and you know, they're, they're signing backup players to to near starter money, and I'd, I'd be a little bit concerned about that. <laughs> Moving on, the Texans are going to sign wide receiver Andre Roberts to a two-year, five point nine five million dollar deal. He was with the Bills, five point nine five million. I mean, yeah, it's a special teams player, one of the best punt returners in, in the game. That's kind of what you're paying for there, and it's uh, it's an interesting deal. It's I, I think it's it's sensible given how bad they were on special teams last year. Jalen Mills to the Patriots. Yeah, I've just seen that four year, twenty four million. Sorry, Lee's in the air. Yeah, Jalen Mills, four years, twenty four million, nine million guaranteed. Um, so the Patriots are attacking free agency. They did have the large free agency. They've walked away with Jonu Smith, uh, Davon Godchow, uh, Matt Judon, and Jalen Mills. That's four players in four hours. They've in three hours. They've signed fast pace in New England. Steelers have announced that Vice President and General Manager Kevin Colbert has signed a one-year contract extension. Yeah, I mean, he's done a fairly a fairly good job. Um, deserves the extension. Uh, well-known, long-standing executive in the league. So it kind of makes sense. A strange day to announce that. Maybe they there's been a bit of a protest or something against him and they kind of wanted to bury that in the news cycle. Um, I don't know why you would announce it today of all days, but, um, you know, hey, what do I know? The Texans are signing linebacker Camu Grieger-Hill in a one-year deal worth up to $3.25 million. He was formerly with the Dolphins. Yeah, so Nick Casario actually drafted him when he was at the Patriots. Um, it's a prove-it deal worth up to probably very low base salary, um, giving him an opportunity to compete. I mean, that Texans uh, defense is pretty terrible. Who's to say if he's going to contribute as a starter or on special teams? But, you know, this is a player that Nick Casario has a file on already and knows. So it, I think it's an interesting um, bit of business. It's very, it could be very shrewd um, and very low risk with that kind of deal. The 49ers are re-signing cornerback Jason Verrett to a one-year deal worth $5.5 million dollars. Yeah, so re-signing, good. Uh, again, they'd be very happy to to get him back. I know that the priority for uh, for the 49ers is to re-sign as many of their free agents as they can and they get Verrett back. And um, yeah, he's been, he's been good since he's been there. So uh, again, another shrewd bit of business by John Lynch there. Yeah, we've, we've, we've mentioned the Matt Juden to New England. Jacksonville have signed defensive tackle Roy Robertson-Harris and... 
Jalen Mills is signing with the New England Patriots. And that brings us right up to date with any breaking news, unless anything has broken since I've been talking. Um, no. So I think we were talking about rumours before. So, um, you know, the, the, the ones that I'm hearing, and we talked about the trade DJ Chark to the Ravens. Uh, Gronk has said he might dip his toes into free agency. I'm not, I'm not sure he's he's doing anything other than trying to get a few quid more out of the Buccaneers. Um, <laughs> he's already said on so many times. I mean, like he threatened to the the year he retired, they were going to trade him to Detroit, and he he, re- he said, "I'll retire if you trade me. I'll retire. I'm not going." He's got no desire to play for anyone other than then Tom, um, Tom Brady. <laughs> he came out of retirement for Brady. He doesn't need the money. Yeah. I think he wants a bit extra. Fine. Um, I think a deal gets done for him to return uh, in Tampa. Um, you know, he says he's going to dip his toe. Um, Knock yourself out. Obviously, Juju, no idea what's happening with him. That could be a fairly big one. Yeah, I, I, I would look at... The, the, we've now got a really interesting uh, dynamic here with the receivers because you've got Galladay, you've got Juju... You've got Corey Davis, who is a you know a former top top five, top ten pick in the draft. Um, you've got um, some really good depth receivers. Watkins is in there. Marvin Jones is in there. Um, you know, you've got some really interesting depth in this wide receiver class, and a lot of teams need wide receivers. Um, so I think it's it's really interesting in terms of what they're trying to do. Uh, with the, at the position and 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 who's going to potentially bring him in? If I'm honest, I don't think any of those are going to get ridiculous money. I don't know who's going to get the most. I can't see anybody earning over 15 mil a year on average. Maybe 16 at a push, but I can't be seeing these 18, 19, 20 million deals. Uh, to marks, it wouldn't surprise me to see any of them sign two-year deals. Maybe Juju's the only one I think who has less question marks because he has at least been fit all those years, but he has sort of gone off the boil um, a little bit. Uh, just a new one on the on the Patriots. So they haven't signed anyone new in the last few minutes, which is surprising. <laughs> but they have signed four Patriots, as we said. Johnny Smith, uh, Devon Gochow, uh, Trent Brown, and Jalen Mills. They all have the same agent. So Drew Rosenhaus is their agent. They've had a great day. Uh, Drew Rosenhaus has said, I've known Coach Belichick for 30 years and that experience was beneficial to getting these deals done. I mean, he's had a, a wicked day. It's also the most amount of money that the Patriots have spent on free agents in any offseason over the last decade. And they've done that in three hours. I saw someone say, it's almost like he saw Tom Brady win a Super Bowl somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting one because what does this, What you know, Rich and I were talking about this on the podcast earlier. If you haven't listened to it, go go back and listen to it because we said it before any of the, pre, uh, the, the tampering started. And we, we were talking about the Patriots as they are real dark horses because they're one of these teams that they're kind of in a, a bit of a stuck situation because of this quarterback position where they're at, but they have lots of money. They Clearly, and don't forget, they got a lot of guys on defense that coming back didn't play last year because they sat out. So they have a, a pretty good roster with, I mean, they, they have some holes, but not good enough to go deep into the playoffs, especially without the quarterback. So they're kind of buying these players looking like they're going to be 
challenging for the division. But I don't... It's almost like they're putting themselves back into purgatory position because they're never going to be drafting high enough to get this 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 quarterback that they need because they're getting guys who would improve their roster. They will they will improve, but you almost need to go the other way. You always need to tank yeah. to get the guy that you really need to push you on. I mean, unless they they know something that Bill Belichick, that is also probably true. So um, I, I think it's an interesting one to see what happens there. Um, I did hear a very, very interesting rumor today, and this isn't to do with free agency, but I think it's a good time to discuss this while we're waiting for something else um, to happen. So whilst we're waiting for something to happen, let's talk about Mac Jones. Now, I have heard from uh, listening to a few reports and reading a few things that Mac Jones is going to go in the top eight of in of the NFL draft. Well, that's good because we're drafting at nine and I don't want him at nine. So they're so. saying that Carolina are very big fans of Mac Jones. Listen, I, what Mac Jones did last year was it, it was phenomenal for for coming in straight after tour and doing what he did. And, you know, his tape's good and he, he has some stuff for the NFL, but... Is he a top eight pick? I think you've you've got to really like him and be in fully on him for you to pick him up in the top eight, especially if, I mean, if the, if the field's sort of unhype, as it were, slides a little bit and Carolina can... Are you going to take him over Justin Fields? I, not for me. I, it's an interesting one, though, especially if it's as circled as you say it is top eight. As... I, I mean, it's not me saying it. It's just this is this is some things that I I heard have you say read I, yeah. and listened. Yeah, some things that I've <laughs> I've heard and some things I've listened to and um from some of the people who who are reporting this, it it sounds like it it sounds very possible that Mac Jones is not going to be there when Denver hit the clock. Um, but that that's. Absolutely fine in my eyes as a Denver Bronco. Like Lee, Lee messaged me yesterday saying, "Would I send the ninth overall and Jerry Judy to uh, to number three? Was it Lee? Is that yeah, yeah number three? Um, I saw it posited on on Twitter. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, Lee was I, asking if she said Jerry Judy, like no. <laughs> yeah, well, th- that was my thought exactly. But at nine, we've got all the weapons on offense now we've got a young based offensive skill position offense and if you're not sold on drew lock then you give him one more year you draft if caleb farley is there at number nine he is an unbelievable prospect at cornerback we are desperate for corners at denver so if we pick up somebody with experience and free agency at cornerback and then pair him with Caleb Farley, you know, we we had the AJ Bouye experiment that didn't work out. We drafted Michael Ujamudia last year. He could be a complimentary corner to Farley and then a veteran. So you, you, you then wait. Well, if the team sucks again next year, we'll make a real play for Sam Howe. But to, to not draft who some are saying is the best defensive prospect in this draft, Caleb Farley at nine, just, it, it would be silly for me. Well, where do you stand on Mac Jones? I mean, I, I don't think he's a top eight prospect. 
Um, I don't think he's terrible. I'd have him over Trey Lance. <laughs> okay. I'd, I'd, I'm, yeah, I'd, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blink twice if you gave me the choice between the two. I'd, I'd take Mac Jones, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate. Um, but I'm a lot lower on, on on Trey Lance than than a lot of people. I just don't see, I don't see what people I, look. The upside's incredible. Of course it is. I think, but but now now you mention Mac Jones to Carolina. I think as a fit, I mean it's, it's a great a, fit. It's a superb fit because what Mac Jones does best is stand in the pocket pass the football and has great anticipation on his throws and there's nothing more than having good anticipation when passing to players like DJ Moore if Curtis Samuel returns that sort of gadget guy I can't see that I can't see him returning Christian McCaffrey is going to be back they're the kind of guys who Matt Jones could just slice people open with now they've got these huge new offensive tackles over in Carolina protecting Mm. Matt Jones but it is I like I don't I don't hate the fit now you've brought it up, but I just don't think he's a top eight prospect. No, but I, I don't think Trey Lance is a top eight prospect. I don't think Justin Fields is a top eight prospect. But they're quarterbacks. So they're exactly. the, they're the ones that are going to go off the board. For me, the only top eight the only top eight prospects for me on this board that are quarterbacks are Trevor Lawrence and Wilson. They're the only two for me that are top eight. I'm not saying that Fields is going to slide, and but he he's not. He's not going to slide because someone's going to take him. Yeah. But as we saw this two years ago with Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones, just because a quarterback is available and you need one, <laughs> it does not necessarily mean that drafting them is a good idea. As Washington have found out. You know, I need a quarterback. We're going to take one at 15, no matter what, and whoever's there. Like, it's the same as a fantasy draft. If you shoehorn into that strategy, you are going to fail. It is going to happen. And this is the problem. I look at some of the QBs in this draft, and Trey Lance is right at the top of this list. I think Trey Lance is a second-round prospect. And I appreciate that is highly controversial. I appreciate that that is a take that is going to, someone is going to clip it and do whatever. (laughs) Right. And I understand that. And I understand I'm not an expert. I'm not a sort of a talent evaluator. I don't work in the NFL. I understand every single aspect of it, nor do I expect Trey Lance to be picked in the second round. I am just saying Trey Lance to me, is the QB that is going to get a GM fired. He's a QB because he could be anything. He is literally, you might as well spin the roulette wheel and see what comes up because that is what he's going to be. His range of outcomes is everything. He's literally everything. He could be the worst quarterback ever to have played in the NFL. And that is in his range of outcomes. And like everyone was going nuts for his pro day. And it was like, oh, he was incredible. The guy missed eight throws. These are predetermined, prescribed throws. The guy missed eight of them. That's a lot. Like, that is a lot of throws to miss on effectively rhythm and timing. That's a lot of throws. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree. I, you know, I, I'm higher on Trey Lance than you are, but. Well, I think everyone, I think everyone in the world <laughs> is higher on Trey Lance than me. Oh, yeah. and, I, and I accept that. 
I'm just saying, for me, I am very concerned that if Trey Lance goes at, say, five, six, if Atlanta take him at four, that could be the most horrific pick <laughs> you will see in some. I mean, we're talking about Trubisky bad pick, and I genuinely and I genuinely believe that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he could be incredible. He could sit here, but I was the same guy that was like Johnny Manziel. Is not a guy. It's not that a guy. I would. It's not a guy that I would have wanted anywhere near my team. He's just not a guy that you know. When he started falling down the board. I was like, wow, the NFL has caught up to the fact that Johnny Manziel is not good enough to start in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't, I don't disagree, and it's no, that's 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 a that's a straight up lie. I do disagree, but I can understand where you're coming from. I understand your your point of view and your thought process into doing it because. You know, I, I know you so well and mm. I see where you're coming from. But yeah, I, think, I, just... I think just to defend it. So the only way I can justify Trey Lance going in the first round is if you do what the Packers did with Jordan Love last year. You've got a quarterback. He's got X amount of time left. So, for example, if the Steelers took Trey Lance, I would get it. I think it's a bit rich, but I'd get it. I'd go, I get that. Because you've got no succession plan. You've got a year with Ben. He can sit with Ben for a year. You move Ben on next year. You go with Lance. If that's your plan and you take Lance, then you take him in the 20-somethings. I, I, like, for me, I think that's fine. Same way with Jordan Love. I mean, the, the thing I didn't get with the Jordan Love pick last year was they needed something to win <laughs> now. And it's cost them. Like, it's absolutely cost them. Yeah. And I think for the Steelers, I wouldn't do it because you might as well go out and all, all you might as well go all in to win this year because the, the Chiefs are heavily hampered by not having an offensive line. And this is the year to go and push all your chips in the middle. So I think because I think the Chiefs will fix that offensive line and I think they'll be dominant for the next three or four years. Yeah. But I think this is the year that you've got a window. <laughs> but at least I would say, well, there's a plan. I get it. I get that with, with Trey Lance. I just don't. I think if you were going to start him on day one of the NFL season, I, I struggle with what you're expecting. <laughs> I think there's going to be some fairly exciting conversations down the road when we find out after yeah. the draft as to what's going to happen and why. I mean, it's. I think you're right about the Chiefs rebuilding that offensive line, though, and I think that's why. Denver will do everything they can to bring Von Miller back this year to maximise because we play them twice and if their offensive line is in tatters and it's only this year that it's weak, not tatters, but it's weaker than it will be for the forthcoming maybe Denver make a real push on the defensive line to try and get to Mahomes. Do you think Denver are are in the play for the division? No, 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 of course not. But if you if you are playing your division rival twice and you know that their weakness is offensive line, that's where you've got to go after them because otherwise the Broncos don't have the firepower to keep up with Drew Locke at the moment. And they certainly don't have the defense unless they do some real work at corner to be able to stop Mahomes. So yeah. if you, the way to get to Mahomes at the moment is through the offensive line, which is currently a big bag of money. Yeah, I, it, I think it's going to be an interesting period to see what happens. Um, 
because you've got good. That's a that's a good division now because you've mm. got the Chargers and they've got money. They can go and get some pieces to to get better. The Raiders aren't. The Raiders aren't terrible. They're a few players away from potentially making a playoff run. I think if you're Denver, you need to have a, a serious rethink as to what you want to do because you're the fourth best team in that division. And I oh, think I don't know how Denver can can improve that in the short term. If the plan is to re-sign Von Miller, I think you've got to sign him to a long a long term deal, and it makes sense. But I, I think if almost you have to do it even if you get him on a short-term deal and try and trade him to get picks. Yep. I get that logic. I just think you've got to do something. Um, I think it's an interesting time. This is, this is why I love free agency because now it's, you're starting to get the sense of what teams are going to do. And this is like Christmas day. All the teams now are really, it's such an underrated week. This, this is why we do so many pods because this is the foundations of where Super Bowl teams are made. Look, we, I said this on the pod this morning, this afternoon. When you look at what Tampa did 12 months ago, you know, it started on the Monday. They're talking to, to Tom Brady. On the Tuesday, they agreed to sign Tom Brady. On the Wednesday, they signed him. 12 months later, here we are. They've got a, they've got a Lombardi trophy in the cabinet. And that wasn't the only thing that they did. You know, you look at what they did in free agency. They signed him. They signed Fournette. They signed McCoy. Right, McCoy was barely a bit par. Um, you know, they traded for McClendon mid-season when Vaya went out, and he played a massive part, massively underrated McClendon. Um, they bought Antonio Brown in. They bought Gronk in. You know, the the foundation of that Super Bowl run was made on those players. Yeah. And we're talking about a team that went from seven wins last season. And you're looking at now teams that could push some chips in and go for this. And we talked about earlier, we talked about the Colts. They haven't done much yet. Um, You know, we're talking about the Dolphins for me, potentially in a window. They haven't done much yet. You're talking about the Bills haven't done much yet. Um, We see the Patriots are pushing some chips in and they're making the biggest splash right now be interesting to see where they go with the quarterback position to see if they can get themselves into a position where potentially they could challenge. Um, the Raiders have some interest, you know, they have quite a bit of cap. They could do something really interesting and take the steps needed um, to, to go deep. Tennessee, another real dark horse team. Then they're, they're knocking on the door every year. You know, they're a few pieces away from, from putting a deep run together. And I think this is where you're starting to see these, building blocks for potential Super Bowl teams. So this is why I love it. Um, And we're going to see what teams are going to be doing over the next three or four days, which is why we're going to be potting daily to see what happens because so much changes so quickly, although it's been fair to say a slow start. (laughs) I mean, we've just heard that Jamal Williams is not going to be re-signing in Green Bay. he He will hit the market. So, yeah, I think I think it's this is the time now if you're a fan of the NFL, regardless of whether you support the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have got a load of cap and can go and do some things. But even the teams that don't have loads of cap right now who are who are struggling, this is the time to be excited because, you know, this is the start of where your team is going to be so different. You know, this is the, the part A of the roster build, part B being the draft in 45 days time. 
and all of a sudden you get who doesn't love new signings <laughs> who doesn't yes. love new signings who doesn't get excited for i mean if i was carolina right now i'd be i'd be absolutely pulling my hair out going crazy about like what are we doing we're paying backup players start of money like what like what are we doing it's crazy but everybody else i mean like all these deals so far they don't look massively significant except for one or two but I think they're all important in their own way because mm. whether you sign, they don't all have to be names. But you know, Steve McClendon. Steve McClendon came to the Buccaneers in a trade mid-season. He was playing in he was playing in Miami for the Jets. The Buccaneers make a trade. They swap a sixth and the seventh round pick next year for for Steve McClendon. Steve McClendon comes in. He plays at an above-average level when they don't have Vita Vea. He's part of that run that gets them into the playoffs. And then, okay, Vea comes back for the championship game and he comes back for the Super Bowl. But McClendon played a huge bridge gap there because they were short in depth. The guy costs nothing. He's a free agent this year. Whether he resigns or not, we'll see. But, you know, it's it's not a signing at the time. Everyone was like, wow, this is amazing. We've signed Steve McClendon. Let's all go get a jersey. But that guy was just as important to the Super Bowl win as Leonard Fournette was. Yeah. And I'm I, I'm prepared to die on that hill because there were some games where he was massive in stopping the run um, towards the end of the regular season. He had some fantastic games. And it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, and, and that's why, you know, your Super Bowl heroes, your playoff heroes, the guys that get you into the postseason won't always be the big names. And that's why I quite like this, because you see, you go back and think, I remember when we signed so-and-so, and he wasn't that big a deal, but what a massive impact he's had. Yeah, well, I mean, it's very, it's, you know, the old adage is being very true. You can't have 53 stars on the team because you just don't have the cap space. So, the, the, like you say, because it's not a big name specifically, it then peters through the rest of the team and affecting the rest of the team differently. And, you know, there'll be someone who, like for the Broncos, for instance, the, the, there's two trains of thought where if we don't add a veteran quarterback to the room before sort of the end of the week, then at nine, because the Broncos were at Trey Lance's pro day and the chance that he might be there at nine, there's a, there's a school of thought that perhaps Trey, the Broncos might draft the quarterback at nine or move up if they don't add a veteran because they're not happy with Drew Locke. Whereas if they add a veteran, then you can expect them not to go after a quarterback in the draft. So, it, yeah, it, I mean, you know, let's just say a veteran, let's say Alex Smith, it's not going to happen. But if Alex Smith was to land in Denver, it sort of changes the dynamic going forward. So <laughs> smaller pieces make bigger moves right i'm not laughing at your point by the way i'm laughing at the people at home watching this on the video lee has his little girl with him in his arms and she is just <laughs> cracking everyone up <laughs> she's just making her noises sorry um yeah i i agree i think listen i think it's important what you're getting through and enjoy the next few days because we're going to have some some important pieces of business done uh, uh, so let, let's look ahead then right so let's let's look at this we're we're three and a half hours into the tampering period the, the patriots have gone hard no one else has you know the buccaneers are, are interested in resigning their pieces more than anything uh, um the 49ers seem to be doing the same thing 
have you got any predictions of what you think teams are going to be doing? Or let's talk about all those big wide receivers where you think they might end up. I mean, what are your... Uh, I've literally got nothing, nothing set in stone that I think is... I've been so, not out of the loop, but my week has last couple of days have been so mad busy i mean i'd like i think it's a shame that Golladay isn't in detroit because i think he was good there just a little bit injured and i i think teams that need a big wide receiver so for instance maybe miami we might see one of these guys end up in miami or if dj chark possibly does move away do we see one of these guys Hang on, Murphy's typing as I speak about wide receiver. Oh no, that's fine. Jamal Agnew has signed in Jacksonville. Um, yeah, did the Jacksonville? Do they move Chark on? Do we see a Golladay or a Juju end up in Jacksonville with the shiny new Trevor Lawrence and Lavisca Chanel and and whoever else they add? That could be that could be fun. But I don't know. What about you? Do you think any of these big guys end up really relevant somewhere? I think the Colts sign one. I don't know who, but I think the Colts will pass and they will sign one of Golladay or Juju. Um, I think that one is, I think the Colts are, are the big, the big domino here. And I th- I can definitely see them getting, uh, getting a weapon uh, for, for Carson Wentz. I think the other one is a very good question. Because it's easy to say the Jets. It's very easy to say the Jets. They've got now the most money on the board. Now the Patriots have have gone all in. I don't think. I don't think they will. I think if I'm looking at, I I could see. I could see Oakland going or not Oakland. Sorry, Las Vegas Raiders going for (laughs) one of these guys. It wouldn't shock me that John Gruden would go out and get Juju. It just wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Um, or Golladay. It wouldn't shock me that Gruden went in and, and, and made a big move. That's kind of... Uh, I think the Raiders are going to be an interesting player in this. So, uh, yeah, I, I think they're an interesting one. I think it's going to be very... Um, the players I'm really interested in seeing, where does Trent Williams go? Does he re-sign with the 49ers? Um, you know, who's going to give money to Bud Dupree? who's the best edge rusher left on the board. You've got Henriksen, who's another great edge rusher. You've got Carl Lawson, who's another great edge rusher. I mean, we're talking about some great edge rushers. I Personally, I don't understand why the Bengals um, didn't do anything to keep Carl Lawson. I think that's shocking. Um, I think Clowney's going to end up with some money. Joe Tooney's the best offensive lineman on the board. He's definitely going to get paid somewhere. Um I think there's some interesting Yannick Gokwe's out there. Will Fuller, we keep forgetting about. Um, so I think it's it's interesting what's going to happen uh, with a number of these mm. players. Um, the ones I feel confident of projecting, uh, James Winston, I think will go to New Orleans. I think that is done deal. I think we're just waiting on cap to sort it out, but I think they've probably agreed something. Um. I think James White will come to the Buccaneers. <laughs> I'd be shocked if he doesn't go any if he goes anywhere else. Um, well, because you also don't forget they're losing 
Fournette. Fournette will go in free agency. Someone's going to give Fournette money. Wouldn't shock me if it was uh, someone like Arizona would do it. Um, uh, I'm waiting to see what players like Hassan Reddick do. Justin Houston, I think, is going to get some cash. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, I think someone he's someone's going to pay him. Uh, there's rumours that Dalton is going to stay in Dallas. It's interesting. There's some good running backs in Chris Carson. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Is There's still some really good guys like John Brown. Uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting players in this free agency class. I'm looking all the way down on it and thinking it's, it's pretty good. Some good corners uh, in here as well. So I don't, I don't know, to be honest. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I think you're right, though, with the sort of Christmas analogy, because being in the UK here, we will go to bed and then we'll wake up tomorrow morning to a whole slurry of news that that it will be like Christmas morning, except it's several days long. So it's it's a good one. Yeah, it's the gift of keep on giving. And that's why we, you know, Rich and I are going to catch everyone up overnight on the latest deals. And then we get, you know, there'll be the evening pods to to talk about what's going on live. And, um, and I think tomorrow will be a busier day. I think there'll be a lot more deals done tomorrow um, as opposed to today. I think it's going to be a really exciting time. And I think if you are a fan of the NFL, this is as close to transfer deadline day as you're going to get. Um, but I think it's better because it's, it's longer. It's a true inverse of deadline day. Yeah. Um, it is because it's not all panic. It's it's like it's, everything's open, everything's available, and um, you're. I think Rich made the point earlier on the podcast that if you're a big player in this market, why would you want to go and get a deal today? It'd be tomorrow and Wednesday that you're going to be, or later on that you're going to make your deals because. You don't want to be the guy to set the market. You want the market to be set and you get paid over the odds. And that's why, you know, we're looking at the board. Who's come off the board that's absolutely at the peak of their position? Shaq Barrett, who we all are pretty confident wanted to stay in Tampa. He's just won a a Super Bowl there. He's got the contract and the security he wanted. I don't think it's a big shock that he has stayed in Tampa. Johnu Smith was probably the best tight end. I mean, people will tell me Hunter Henry, whatever. I think Johnu Smith is better. Okay, and he's gone to the Patriots. He got a big deal. He set the market. But to be fair, he's gone to the Patriots. So I get it. But you haven't seen the premier offensive lineman yet. You haven't seen the premier wide receivers come off the board. And I don't think you're going to see them today. I think you're going to see them tomorrow. Or maybe even Wednesday. Because... If I was Kenny Golladay, I'd be waiting for Juju. And if I was Juju, I'd be waiting for Kenny Golladay. <laughs> it's like the uh, the Spider-Man meme where they're all stood there pointing at each other. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly that. You know, I think, you know, we've, we're getting the deals now. Like you talked about, I was talking about um, typing away and Jamal Agnew, who's a pump returner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the kind of deals I expect. I think you'll, you'll see one or two good ones today, but I don't think you're going to see elite, elite level uh, players coming off the board unless they're re-signing. If they're re-signing, that's different because you know what you're buying in a rebuy. You yeah. know, like the Buccaneers know what they're getting in Chat Barrett. The Lions know who they're getting in Romeo uh, Aquara. You know, they know what they're buying. 
it's very different when you know what you're buying versus anything else. So um, I still think there's going to be a few relatively good names that come off the board tonight, but I think we're going to see some better deals uh, coming. Well, mind you, Matt Judon's comfortable. I think that's quite a big name. I think the Patriots have gone out and made a real statement of intent and definitely the early hours of this legal tampering window, they're the big, they're the big winners. Mm. Um, I don't think anyone can argue otherwise. Yeah, I think, yeah, maybe. I I think you're probably right in the fact that the bigger names will go tomorrow and it's almost as if this is the warm-up act for the for the show that's about to ensue. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. We've seen Matt Judon go. There'll be some big players go, but uh, like the elite of the position. I mean, Matt Judon is about as good as you, you're going to get. Uh, pass rushers, I think, given what was left on the board. I'm just thinking, was there anyone? I mean, Bud Dupree was coming off an ACL and Trey Hendrickson and Carl Lawson maybe, but, you know, this was a stacked edge rusher um, free agency period. And to be honest, if I'm if I'm looking at teams that need edge rushers, I'd be buying them in free agency. I don't think I'd be drafting them this year. I don't think it's a great, from what I'm seeing, uh, I don't think it's a great defensive line class. Yeah, I think it's stacked in quite a few places. Quarterback, wide receiver. Um, I think offensive line solid. I don't think it's incredible, but I think it's solid. Um, I think there's some good corners, and, um, but I think the D line isn't great. I don't think if you're looking to get a, a, an edge rusher, I think you're buying one in this market. Given the level, I mean, you look at the players, and you don't get an edge rusher free agency class like we have this year. So. People are gonna. If you've got the cap money this year, there's no, now's a good time to go and buy, go buy a good edge rusher. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And like Murph said, Rich and Murph are going to catch you up some point tomorrow morning, afternoon, with all the overnight news, and then pods will drop periodically throughout the week, keeping you right up to date with the free agency madness. And as I'm saying that, Lee is writing on the show doc. Um, something about Kenny Golladay, but he's copied it in a huge font uh Jocena anderson has said i just got off the phone with lions wide receiver kenny golliday who said i'm being patient right now i'm just enjoying the process so big decision ahead Interesting. Yeah, i think he says he's going to be waiting around for a couple of days and if i was him that's exactly what i would be doing i yes. would be waiting um let the market set and then go and get your money because i think he is going to get paid yeah, so if watching on the video, Lee said people are sitting, guessing that it's a bidding war and he's just sitting back and letting it happen and, and made the best team win. So, yeah, the, the, this is an exciting period for uh, for us football heads. And like I've said, it's as close to deadline day as you're going to get. So we just get three, four, five days of it, which is fantastic news. So I guess, Murph, you'll be back in people's ears tomorrow afternoon, Rush Nation. Lee, thank you for everything so far behind the glass. Much more to come. Enjoy the start of legal tampering, Rush Nation. There is a whole load of news ahead of us. But... Are you are you both back tomorrow evening? <laughs> Tomorrow's not. Tuesday. Lee can't do Tuesday, so we'll oh, yeah. see what happens. But something will happen, no doubt. Um, yeah, Rush Nation. Until Murph and Rich are back in your ears tomorrow, don't forget keep rushing.
HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.